Podcast Answer Man, episode number 229. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Podcast Answer Man. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft, and this is the podcast about podcasting, helping you take your show to the next level. It doesn't matter if you're a brand new podcaster, if you've been podcasting for many years, or if you haven't quite yet recorded that first episode, there's something we can all do to take our show to the next level. That's right, my friends. And one of the things that I know that I could be doing to take my show to the next level is get back onto a normal routine weekly release. Oh my gosh. I just realized that probably it was about two episodes ago, I think probably 227, where I had talked about the fact that the reason why my shows aren't coming out on a regular weekly basis right on time on fr- you know, by Friday afternoon each week is due to the fact that things had been changing with my administrative staff and all of these other things. And that certainly was true. Um, I'm very excited to say that uh, I have replaced my assistant and I actually have my wife working with me now. And that is actually working out extremely well. Uh, In fact, she's taken over all of the administrative duties, including publishing all of my shows, and I want to let you know that that none of this is my wife's fault as far as when it comes to why Podcast Answer Man has not been released since, I'm looking here, is it really, has it been since September 28th? So, um, gosh, it's been, it's been almost two weeks since I released a podcast episode. So, uh, first and foremost, I apologize, not my wife's fault. This is totally my fault. Why haven't I released an episode of Podcast Answer Man? Honestly, a couple different things. Um, a couple weeks back, I had suffered some pretty significant burnout. And uh, after that, I, I kind of just mellowed out for a little bit and uh, tried to regain some ground personally. Um, and and had some pretty exciting things happen in, in some other areas of my life. And and uh, pursuing some balance. If you want to find out a little bit more about that, um, there are three different shows I'd encourage you to check out. One is called PursuingABalancedLife.com. Some other shows are About the Church Podcast, which is at ATCPodcast.com. And then another show that I'm doing uh, quite faithfully right now is uh, AlmostDailyDevotional.com. So there you go. Three different shows, PursuingABalancedLife.com, atcpodcast.com and almostdailydevotional.com. Those three shows will show you where where a lot of my focus has been at least these past couple days. I see um, the the podcast answer man's bumped right back up to the top of the priority chain here, and and I'm excited and eager to get back into producing these shows. I uh, finally just wrapped up my final week of my September podcasting A to Z course, which went extremely well. Um, every single time that I do this course, I, I'm, I'm amazed by just how much more productive the class becomes with, with the way that I'm leading and teaching and, and encouraging people. Um, some, some amazing shows. I, I don't have anything prepared right now to share with you what some of those uh, students are doing. I, 
I could probably just say a couple names off the top of my head, but I'm going to really, I'm going to wait until I can actually show off some of the things that they're doing. So I have a little bit more prep time ahead of time to, to kind of, um, to highlight some of these latest students in the class. I do want to say real quickly, I am going to be doing another podcasting A to Z course in November. Uh, it will start on Tuesday, November 2nd, and uh, I'll share a little bit more about that at the end of the show. Also, I want to let you know that I'm going to be speaking at Blog World, although nothing is actually all carved into stone. It's kind of weird. Um, I'm going through some different channels to get uh, to get to Blog World this year, and and uh, very excited about all of that. But um, I'm just working around some some uh, things with certain people that uh, they've got other things going on as well. And so uh, once I get those firm details, I'll be able to give you more. But but I have some email confirmations that says that yes, indeed, I will be at Blog World and I will be speaking at Blog World uh, as previously uh, discussed with some individuals. So. Once I get, again, once I have some more details on that, I, I look forward to sharing them with you. And if you're going to be in LA for Blog World, I look forward to seeing you there. Uh, another thing I want to share real quickly, I think I had mentioned in the last episode or episode before that, um, you know, proud sponsor of the Podcast Awards over at podcastawards.com. And I'm very excited to tell you that uh, we received several nominations for uh, gspn.tv shows. And in fact, I'm looking here real quickly to see if I can uh, tell you what shows got nominated of gspn.tv. It looks like Business Tech Weekly uh, is in the business category, Hunger Games Fan Podcast in the entertainment category, uh, Almost Daily Devotional in the religion inspiration category, Life Love in the Movies in the Movies and Film category, Balance Living Weekly in the Health and Fitness category, and Family from the Heart in the General category. So, uh, very excited about getting six shows nominated nominated there. And if you are on my mailing list, I'll be uh, sending out an email uh, relatively soon to encourage people to un, uh, to hopefully vote for these shows on a on a daily basis. It's going to be the first time I'm pursuing actual votes for the awards. Uh, I've 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 randomly asked people in the past for nominations. Uh, but this year, I'm going to see if we can't get get some people to turn out to vote. So if you're interested in that, be, please make sure that you're on the mailing list at podcastanswerman.com slash mailing list. Um, let's see here. Uh, real quickly, we're going to turn to some voicemail stuff. Uh, we've got several questions on the voicemail hotline. I know that uh, we've been doing several interviews. Today, it's going to be focused on your questions. And the very first question we're going to turn to is Alan. So Alan, take it away with your question about Lipson. Yes, hello, Cliff. My name is Alan Stokes. I'm calling in reference to episode 227, where you talk about the Lipson um, part of the um, program. And um, you mentioned that you had two Lipson accounts, and each one is 1.5 uh, megabit accounts. And uh, I was on the Lipson looking at that, and I only I don't see that um, listed. They don't, they don't list a 1.5. Is that some type of error that you made in the conversation? Thank you very much. Bye. All right. Well, thank you very much, Alan, for your call. Um, no, it's not an error. I think if you go over to Libsyn.com, L-I-B-S-Y-N, that stands for Liberated Syndication, if anybody's wondering. So Libsyn.com. And then right there on the main page, underneath the place where you can sign in with your username and password if you have one, you'll see features, plans, and pricing, and sign up. 
just go ahead and click on plans and pricing and you'll see that they actually still have this thing. It's called App 1500, which is basically App 1500 megabytes or 1.5, you know, approximately 1.5 gigabytes per month. And that's $75 per month. Now, I will tell you that I am grandfathered in on an older plan that, that was prior to this these new pricing structures. I've been with uh, Libsyn since 2006 and uh, so I, I am grandfathered in. I, I do have two of those accounts, um, and that's how I'm able to get the 1.5 gigabytes per uh, up, you know, of of upload space per 30 days. And and so between the two accounts, I have approximately three gigabytes of upload space. Uh, so there you go. That's where you go. Just go to uh, Libsyn.com, click on Plans and Pricing, and if you're looking for that highest account, uh, it's the App 15. <clears throat> excuse me. The app 1500 will get you what you're looking for. So, Alan, again, thank you for calling, and uh, hopefully that answers your question. Okay, uh, jumping right back into the voicemail feedback hotline again. This time, we're going to Michael, who has a question about the little chiclet subscription icons that you find in my show notes. So, Michael, take it away. Hello, Cliff. This is Michael Corley with the Vox in a Box podcast, calling for the podcast Answer Man Show. I noticed on your blog posts with your podcast, you have these great little buttons at the bottom that allow readers to easily subscribe to your show by way of iTunes or Zune or your RSS feed. And I wanted to know if those come from a WordPress plugin or how they are created. Thanks, Cliff. Have a great day. All right, Michael, thank you for the question. And so if anybody's interested in finding out what he's talking about, if you just go over to podcastanswerman.com, and just look for any of my most recent episodes. This, for example, is episode 229. Uh, I'm currently, as I'm recording this, looking at episode 228. And at the very bottom of the um, show notes, you see subscribe to the Podcast Answer Man. It's got a little Zoom chiclet uh, image, a little iTunes chiclet image, and a little RSS subscribe chiclet image. And if you were to click on the Zoom uh, image, what would happen is that's actually programmed with uh, code that for people who have Zune software on their computers, it will load the Zune software and it will immediately ask them if they are want, if they want to confirm their subscription to my podcast to that RSS feed in Zune software. Um, if you have happen to have an iTunes um, software iTunes software on your computer and you click on the iTunes iTunes image. Uh, it is programmed to open up iTunes and take you to uh, the place where you can subscribe to the podcast Answer Man as well. And of course, if you click on the RSS subscribe button, um, it will actually take you to the RSS, the feed burner feed for podcast Answer Man. Now, how are those there? It is basically just hand coded. When it comes to entering show notes and, and things of that nature inside of my WordPress um, site, I actually never use the um, the visual editor. Uh, I actually click over to where it says HTML, and I just basically type in most of my stuff via plain text, uh, and I use the the standard you know tags such as strong, close tag, strong, um, you know, and, and stuff like that to to make certain parts bold or 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 italicized. I use the EM for um, emphasis or whatever it's called. Anyway, and then of course, what I do is I hard code HTML any images that I want to be in my posts. Uh, so really, technically speaking, what you have, and if I click on here, and, and of course, if you know HTML, you know exactly what I'm 
talking about. So first and foremost, what I do is I create the image. So so I'll do uh, less than IMG space SRE screen equals, and then I put inside of quotes the link to the image that I want. All right, so the URL of the image is in there. Now what I do is, of course, that'll actually throw up um, the, you know, and of course then I have to put end quote and then uh, slash greater greater than. And that's gonna, that code in HTML will make that image of that RSS icon, for example, show up on my screen. But of course, if I only put that HTML code in, then then it's, it's just gonna show the image. So what I do is I wrap that image code with some more code. Uh, and so what I'll do is I will create um, code at the front of that, which will be uh, an href, which is basically less than a space href equals, and then inside quotes, I'll put where I want that to link to. So for example, it's, you know, it's set to, it's where basically if you click this image or whatever comes after this code, if you click on it, it's going to take you to feeds.feedburner.com slash PAM. So it's, it's, a href equals go to this feed burner feed and then it's got the image tag the the image code in there and then i at the end of the image code it's like okay after this i want you to stop making things clickable it's um less than uh forward slash a uh greater greater than I, i know this all sounds crazy in audio but basically it's just html and that is at and, and I do that. It's actually all put together, all the code for all three images, kind of smashed together a little bit with just with space in between of the, between them. And then here's what happens: what it, it's not done via plugin. It, it's and I don't hand write this every single time. But let me explain to you what happens when I am when I go to publish episode two twenty nine. If I was going to be doing this, what I would do is I would go into my dashboard. Okay, and then I would click on all posts and I would actually see episode 228 in there and I would click edit. Then inside the post area, I would click command A because I'm on a Mac or control A if you're on a PC. And then I would do command or control C to copy everything. And then I've got all that copied into my clipboard. Then I would click add new and then I would actually paste that information into my new post and then what I do is I actually take out everything except for uh, the image that I keep at the top of my post and and anything um, above the subscribe links and I take all of that out and I start by pasting in or writing in or typing in my new show notes for episode 29 so the way basically the way those get brought forward into every new post is I literally copy and then paste them so I copy from the old paste that code into the new. Is it possible to do that via a plugin? I'm sure it is, and I'm sure it's really super easy. I've just never done it before. So so basically, and I don't even have to do this. Of course, you know, my wife does this for me now, and my assistant did it, be, you know, my other assistants that I've had in the past have done it before then. It's just basically they go in and and bring that code out of the old post and into the new. And, and and that's how I get those in there. But it, basically, it's just it's hand-coded HTML for those three images, and, and that's how it's brought in. So hopefully that helps you out and answers your question. 
the next one is Richard, who has uh, some feedback to tell me that he believes that everything that I shared in episode 228 is pretty much not valid. So let's see what he has to say. And and I think I have some uh, words to share back with Richard. So Richard, go right ahead, my friend. Hey, Cliff Richard from Boston with a comment for the podcast Answer Man. Show uh, 228, entitled With Only a Digital Audio Recorder. Um, very good, very good uh, comparisons of of, uh, of all the uh, the uh, things that you could get, and but the things you don't need. But one thing that was uh, that was something that you forgot to mention, and I think it was pretty important, is that you did, did not mention whether or not you were using your special secret sauce. And since you didn't mention that you weren't using it, then I would have to assume that you were using it. And then that makes your comparison not that valid uh, or not as valid. I wish that's better. Um, because uh, that software that, uh, to use the secret sauce costs money. And if you're just starting out with a digital audio recorder, you wouldn't have that. But anyway, aside from that, Good show. Keep it up. Keep up the good work. Thanks. All right. Well, Richard, I appreciate your feedback. And uh, I guess maybe he's not saying it's not valid, but maybe not as valid. Uh, however, I want to want to tell you, I, I purposely did not say that I was using the secret sauce because I wasn't using the secret sauce. In fact, everything that I did in the last episode, such as post-production, bringing the music in the front of the show and the music at the end of the show uh, and all of that stuff... It, all of that, 100% of that could be done with Audacity, which is absolutely 100% free, wouldn't cost you a single penny. Uh, I did happen to use Adobe Audition to do my multi-track editing, uh, which is basically the only editing I did was bringing in, uh, actually there, is, there were three things that I did. Um, I brought the audio in the front of the show uh, in one track. I brought the audio in under another track at the end of the episode uh, for the music. And then I did bring in, in post-production, I copied and pasted a a section of an interview that I did with Grammar Girl. And I did that within the track. And and all of that, 100% of that could have been done in Audacity. uh, And and that is is absolutely free software. So yeah, everything everything that is episode 228 can be done with nothing more than... A digital audio recorder. And so I think it's 100% valid and uh, no additional money necessary whatsoever. So there you go. Uh, and uh, I know a lot of people were very encouraged by that episode and, and have gone out and, and are doing some pretty amazing things as a result. So that's pretty cool. Hey, we're going to turn next over to Leslie and see what he has to say. Hey, Cliff, this is Leslie Samuel from learningwithleslie.com. And this is a message for the podcast, Answer Man. And really, I just wanted to call in and say thank you for all the work that you're doing to help us podcasters um, get our shows started and taking them to the next level. Um, I've been listening to you for a few months now, and I've learned so much. I've actually purchased three of your products inside the studio, evaluating your podcast and the Ederol R-09HR video tutorial. And they've really helped me to to really 
get a grasp of this whole podcasting thing. I'm getting ready to record episode number 28 and I can't believe it. Um, But it's getting done and I'm enjoying it. I'm having fun. And, you know, I'm getting interaction. People are commenting on pretty much all of my episodes. Uh, People call in their questions and I answer them on the show. Um, And I'm excited to say that I haven't edited any of my episodes. And that just saved me a bunch of time uh, based on the the workflows that you um, recommend in your products. And this is good for me because I have a full-time job, so I'm I'm just doing this part-time and I don't have as much time as someone else to get stuff going. And um, it's just been an awesome experience. One of my episodes was um, featured on Smart Passive Income with our buddy Pat Flynn over there. And it's just awesome to see how these things are coming together. I'm able to, I guess this is the biggest thing. I'm able to help people all over the world while I'm here sitting in my basement recording a podcast. And the honest truth is I could not be doing this the way that I'm doing it if it were not for your your help and your support and the products that you put out there. So I just wanted to give you that encouragement and, and let you know that it is helping people. You, you already know that, but <laughs> um, it's helping me personally, and I'm so grateful. Thank you for all that you're doing and all that you will continue to do and wishing you all the best. That's pretty much it. Take care and God bless. All right, Leslie, thank you so much. And you know what? I had the honor and privilege of getting to meet Leslie in Chicago uh, the weekend before last. And uh, it was amazing. I really had an awesome time uh, hanging out with him. He came to a meetup that uh, Pat Flynn and I did together. I had this great, uh, this, this, this wonderful restaurant that allowed us to take up an entire room there. Uh, at um, it was called Luminati's Pizza, and man, it was a good time. And I, I got to I got to hear a little bit of Leslie's story about um, you know basically how podcasting has changed his life and has helped him get the job of his dreams. And I look forward to actually sharing that with you guys on a future episode of Podcast Answer Man. So that's going to be coming up in the near future. But Leslie, thank you so much for for the the positive and encouraging feedback about the tutorials and how they've been helpful to you. And uh, congratulations on 28 episodes. Congratulations even more on zero editing. I think that's awesome. And, and I'll tell you what, there's nothing like being able to help people all over the world right from the comfort of your home. And, and it's one of the things that I absolutely love about podcasting. So again, very excited for you. All right, we're going to move to one more question here in just a minute with Gavin. But before we do, um, I want to just make mention again uh, real quickly, if you haven't heard about it in a while, learnhowtopodcast.com. You know, obviously you could actually look at uh, contacting me and hiring me to help you one-on-one get into podcasting. And I highly recommend it. If you're looking for professional sound, getting things set up the right the right the first time without making any mistakes, you don't have time to, to really go through the entire learning curve of how to podcast and to do it successfully and uh, to, to fix mistakes that you might make along the way. Um, I really do encourage you looking into hiring me either one-on-one for consulting or taking my podcasting A to Z class. Um, but, it, but for those of you who are looking to start as a hobby, and, and I just want to encourage you, I love hobbyist podcasts. I do, because that's how I got started. The matter of fact, most of the people who I see truly successful 
and 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 really doing amazing things with podcasting are people who literally started out just for the pure passion of podcasting. Uh, and so, so for those of you who are just starting out with a hobby and you have absolutely zero budget whatsoever for getting started, I want to encourage you, everybody should start out with learnhowtopodcast.com. Uh, for the hobbyist, it's everything you need to get started. For those of you who are extremely serious about podcasting, it's the perfect foundation. And, 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 it, and it's purposely not everything you need because honestly, uh, there's there's hours and hours and hours and hours of things that I would love to tell you and teach you if you wanted to learn how to do it and do something professional and get it all right and, and everything like that. But for those of you who are doing it as a hobby, learn how to podcast.com is going to be great no matter what no matter what your desire is hobbyist professional start with learn how to podcast.com you know um, one of the things that came up as a result of this is some people were like saying well gosh cliff a couple episodes back you somebody called in and told you about using posturus and and you explained why you would concern you know while why you would be concerned on whether or not People should consider going to to posterous or posterous. I think it's posterous. Anyway, um, you know why people should consider you know not going that route. And here in the tutorial, learnhowtopodcast.com, you're you're promoting creating a podcast for free, absolutely no money down, no no monthly cost, no anything. It's absolutely one hundred percent for free. In twenty minutes, you created a podcast with posterous. Now. Now, which is it? Do you recommend people do it or not do it? And I'm going to say if you're a hobbyist and chances are very small that you're going to have people listening, you know, in the hundreds, then perhaps maybe it's okay to do posters. I'm just showing you it can be done. The cool thing is, is if you actually follow the tutorial that I give you at learnhowtopodcast.com, if you follow that tutorial and your show becomes more popular than what Posterous wants you to or Posterous wants you to be able to do on their site, it's easy for you to transition your site to another host and and not lose a single participant or not lose a single audience member to your show. Absolutely possible, very easy to figure out, very easy to fix, no problem whatsoever because of the way that I have it set up through FeedBurner and, and all kinds of other stuff. So the cool thing is, is I think Posterous or Posterous is a great place to start out if you're a hobbyist because you can start without a single penny. All right. Now, here's the thing, though, is somebody says, OK, well, hey, Cliff, I want you to know I did some research here. And in fact, it was Woody Nash that did this. So, Woody, I just want to say thank you right now for providing me this valuable information. And um he wrote me this email and this is what he says. He says, hey, Cliff, this is a follow up to your Q&A from a few episodes ago regarding the use of Posterous or Posterous as a podcasting tool. I use Posterous for my initial blogging activity and love it. I heard what you said and took it to heart. So I decided to email the company to see how they would respond. Uh, you will find their answer below. Please tell me what you think. So this is what Woody wrote to Posterous. He says, this. He wrote them in an email. I would like to upload a new podcast I am starting to my woodynash.posterous.com site. Again, that's woodynash.posterous.com if you want to check it out. He says, it is a podcast on car parking, so I really doubt it will generate too much traffic. However, I thought I should check and see whether or that whether that will be a problem or not. 
I read the TOS or Terms of Service and I don't see bandwidth consumption listed as a limitation. But I really want to be sure that I, before I go too far into this, please let me know. Also, I am not currently being charged for my posthumous account. Do you plan to start charging me? If so, can you tell me how much? Now, here's the here's the cool thing. Rich or uh, Woody res, uh, got a response from Rich at Posturus, and he shared this information with me. So, Rich from Posturus wrote back to Woody saying this. He wrote, "Hi, Woody. We currently limit bandwidth to two gigabytes per month, but very few people approach this amount, including large customers like the Gap." and Chevrolet. We don't yet offer premium service, but unlimited or let's see here. We don't yet, don't yet offer premium service, but unlimited or near unlimited bandwidth would be a component of this service. We are at least 6 months away from launching this service and would let uh, and would let everyone know via email and our site. I hope this helps Rich so here's a couple things. First and foremost, he says we currently limit bandwidth to two gigabytes. We'll get to that in just a minute. He goes and and then um, Rich writes, you know, very few people have approached this amount, including large companies like the Gap and Chevrolet. Now here's the situation: the Gap and Chevrolet are not putting podcast episodes on their site. They're not putting you know ten, twenty. 30, 40, 50 gigabyte file or 50 megabyte files onto the posturous server and having those delivered to thousands and thousands and thousands of people. Instead, those customers probably have, you know, uh, text and some other images and stuff like that they're sharing, but probably not audio. And the reason why is because I know this is because they're saying that they're not even running out of their two gigabytes per month. So here's what Woody asked me. He says, how many downloads of a 30-minute podcast will equate to two gigabytes in a month? So this, my friends, is where, because I am not great at math, I turned to my good friends at Google. And so I went in and Googled some information and found out that Google says that two gigabytes equals 2,048 megabytes. All right, so two gigabytes equals 2,048 megabytes. If the average podcast, the average 30-minute podcast is approximately 30 megabytes, so just a megabyte per minute, all right? So if the average podcast is, 30-minute podcast is approximately 30 megabytes, you would go through two gigabytes of bandwidth by uploading a single episode once and having it downloaded 67 times. That's it, my friends. Upload it once, one one 30-megabyte file, Uploaded one time and then downloaded 67 times, boom, you are at your two gigabyte limit. The question I would have for the folks at Posturus is what happens when the 68th person tries to download your show? You know, and and so so that's just it. I mean, so you might think, okay, well, I'm doing a podcast about car parking. Who's going to listen to that? Well, if 68 people want to listen to it, and by the way, this is just one episode in one month. So if you're going to do four of these episodes or or however many, just imagine. How about this? What if you had 10, 10 episodes that are 30 minutes each on your account 
and only two people have downloaded your show up to this point. No big deal. 10 episodes, two people downloading all 10 episodes, not a big deal. But what if I actually talk about your car parking podcast on Podcast Answer Man, and all of a sudden, everybody goes to woodynash.posterous.com, all right, and everybody listening to this podcast, what happens? What happens if 200 people from my audience go in and listen to your podcast and say, wow, this is amazing, and those 200 people download all 10 30 megabyte episodes, all right? Let's see. That's 10 episodes times 30 megabytes. That's 300 megabytes, all right, times 200 people, okay? 200 people downloading all 300 megabytes. That's 60,000 megabytes. Or that's just just me sending 200 people from my show to your show downloading 10 episodes at 300 megabytes each. Uh, or 30 megabytes each, 10, 200 people downloading 10 episodes, 30 megabytes each, that's 58.5 gigabytes of bandwidth. That's it. Just 200 people will blow your two gigabytes out of the water. This, my friends, is why I talk about using services that allow you unlimited bandwidth. Now, the thing is, is that Woody got an email response from Rich that says that, you know, and, 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 and I want to really emphasize a special word because he put this word in here on purpose. He put this word on here on purpose. We don't yet offer a premium service, but unlimited or near unlimited bandwidth. Okay. There's a big, huge chasm between the words unlimited and near unlimited bandwidth. Unlimited bandwidth means unlimited. That's what I get with Libsyn. Near unlimited bandwidth could be 50 gigabytes. It could be 30 gigabytes. Near unlimited could be a lot of things. In fact, you need to ask them, what is near unlimited? So, I mean, I'm not opposed to people trying around and playing around, but if here's the thing. Go ahead, start it up with Libsyn and and just see what happens or not lips in but posterous see what happens when six the 68th person tries to download your show it doesn't look to me like they've got a credit card on file for you so they can't go around charging you the only thing i would suspect would happen is that you would either number one get your account suspended if all of a sudden you had 200 people try to download your show within a single month um or uh, what could happen is you'll get an email saying, hey, we really would like it if you would move your traffic to you know, you host your MP3 files. You can keep your file here. You can continue to enclose that stuff in your RSS feed, all those other stuff, all the other things that you're doing. Just, just move your MP3 file somewhere else, please. That's probably what would happen. So I just wanted to follow that up. How many downloads can you get with Posterous? Well, judging by their email, uh, you can get, if you, ha- if you have a thir- one 30 megabyte file, one single 30 megabyte MP3 file, you get 68 downloads per, actually no, 67 downloads per month because you actually have to upload the 30 megs once. So so there you go, 67 downloads total of one 30 megabyte file. All right, moving on, we are going to move over to Gavin who has a question about iTunes. So Gavin, take it away. G'day, Cliff. It's Gavin Martin from Melbourne, Australia. Thanks so much for all that you do for us. Uh, you've actually helped me a lot in getting my 
podcast up and running for my financial planning business, Cornerstone Wealth. Really appreciate uh, all that you've done to help me get to where I am now. Uh, Just to have a question for you in relation to the way that my podcast is listed within the podcast that I subscribe to in iTunes. Uh, It used to be listed under Your Money, Your Life Personal Finance Podcast with Gavin Martin, which is the the title of the podcast. But when I uploaded my last podcast or last episode, the, the it changed to my website title, which is Cornerstone Wealth Financial Planning and Investment Advice. I can't really work out what's gone wrong, whether it's something that I've done, whether it's iTunes that have changed the way that they, they operate. Uh, it's got me a bit baffled. So I knew that you'd have the answer to that. Anyway, thanks very, so much for all that you do, Cliff, and I really appreciate it. Cheers. Bye. All right, Gavin, thank you for the call. Um, you know, the, the thing I don't have here is whether or not you're using FeedBurner. And if you are, then I have excellent news for you. It's a simple fix. Um, and and I'm just going to have to assume that you are. And if you're not, then you'll have to call back and let me know. And we'd have to take a deeper look into it. But here's the situation. Um, th- this is what would happen by default if you just take a WordPress blog or whatever RSS feed and just send it right into FeedBurner it's immediately going to take whatever the title of your blog is and make that the title of your your show in iTunes. However, if you go to feedburner.com, and I'm actually going to do this just so I make sure I get this down step by step. You simply go to feedburner.com and log in with your Google account that you set everything up. Then click on the name of the feed for your podcast. All right, then you have a bunch of tabs. And the second tab over should say Optimize. Okay, then what you want to do is go down to title slash description burner. Click on that option in the left hand side. I want you to go in and type in the name of your podcast exactly the way that you want it to show up in iTunes. Type it exactly the way you want it where it says new new description. Leave that blank and then click activate. All right. And once you've done that, just go ahead and go over to troubleshoot ties that tab at the top right hand corner of your of your site there and just go ahead and click resync now. Now what'll happen is if you want to see if that's going to change in iTunes, um, it could take you a little bit of time uh, before you see that change take place. Uh, in fact, it could take 24 to 48 hours for your actual directory listing to show the change. And let's just say that, let's say this time tomorrow, uh, you go into your listing and sure enough, your listing is fine, but then you go to search for your podcast in the iTunes directory and in the search results, you still see that it's listed the old way. Well, that could that actually could take seven to 14 days for it to actually clear the cached results from the old way that it was listed. So not a big deal. Hopefully this helps you out though. If you're using FeedBurner, that should almost certainly uh, fix your problem 100%. All right. uh, Real quickly here. You know what? I am going to do this. I normally don't take um, uh, questions via email because I get so many of them and it's just so hard to keep track of all the emails. But I did promise somebody that I would go ahead and answer this question. And so it says, hi Cliff, we've enjoyed your show and collaboration with Pat Flynn. Question. We are going to be in Thailand for five months and need to know what equipment and strategy for recording a decent quality podcast with our partner in Rose Island. Uh, Let's see here. And it says R-H-O-S-E, but I wonder if it's supposed to be Rhode Island and if that's not just a typo with the D and the S right next to each other. So I'm going to assume that they're going to Thailand for five months and they need to be able to to do a quality podcast with their co-host that's going to be in Rhode Island. 
Uh, well, I have good internet connection, he says, but we're worried about lag. So we thought about doing it over the phone uh, for, for potentially higher quality. Well, here's here. Okay, there are a couple things that, to try. First and foremost, I would try using Skype. That, I mean, you're saying that you have excellent internet connectivity uh, there in Thailand, and if, if your, your co-host here in the States has great internet connectivity, I find that I'm, I'm, most of the time I get some really good connection with Skype, as long as the bandwidth is high and it's quality and it's not dropping out on you. So that's, that's the first thing that I would try. Um, if you are going to do a telephone kind of deal, let me tell you what I would do. And this is this is not fun, but I would do a double lender. All right. And so what this means is I would have your your friend or your co-host in Rhode Island fire up some recording software either on their computer or have have you know their microphone going directly into a digital audio recorder. And then I would have you to hook up via the telephone, just call each other. All right. And then what you would do is on your end in Thailand, you would be recording either into software on your computer directly or into your own digital audio recorder, you know, with a microphone going into it. All right. And then you guys are hearing each other, talking to each other uh, through the telephone like you normally would. But not only do you have the telephone up to your ear, but you're also speaking into a microphone at the same time, each of you, your own microphone into your own recordings so that the recordings are only getting you in Thailand and only getting your co-host in Rhode Island. So there are two separate recordings, each of you only having your own voice. And then what I used to do when I did this with my friend down in Florida, I we would actually count to 10 together. And so I would start off and, and, and he would try to match me word for, you know, word for word, if you will, or number for number, one, two, three, four, and we would try to match ourselves to where we're saying the numbers at the same time. And by the time we get to five or six, we're, we've got a pretty good steady roll going. And from all the way from four or five, all the way through 10, we are 100% in unison in sync. All right. And so we, oh, by the way, before we start counting together, we've both hit record. All right. And from that point forward, we just, we just record, we talk, we, we record our show. And then what I'll, what will happen is let's just say I'm in Thailand and I'm going to do all the post-production. You say you have great internet connectivity. So what I would do is I would have this, my co-host in Rhode Island record uh, to save that as a WAV file, preferably. If you if that's going to take up too much bandwidth or too much time, then maybe as a 320 kilobit per second MP3 file. So it's compressed, but it's still got a lot of, it retains a you know, majority of its quality. So what would happen is I would set up Dropbox. Uh, that's how I would transfer the files. And so uh, my, my co-host in Rhode Island would take the WAV file, which is this massively long, large file, and he would drag that into the Dropbox and it would upload it to the Dropbox servers. And then me in Thailand, uh, as soon as it's uploaded to the Dropbox server, then it would download into my Dropbox folder that we have shared together. And then I would bring that file out of the Dropbox folder and bring that into your editing software, your multi-track editing software. Um, and then, of course, I would take my recording, my wave recording, and bring it into the software. And I would actually align those two recordings in such a way to where I'm moving them to where we're saying the numbers five, six, seven, eight, nine, that they're matched up identically. 
And once they're matched up identically, then I would actually go to right before the actual recording is supposed to stop, and I would delete all of the audio before that spot. And then those two audio, those tracks are aligned perfectly. Now, if you want to, you what I would recommend is that you just go ahead and take that and then take you export that as a WAV file so that it mixes it down to one stereo track or one you know one mono track it doesn't really matter but mix that those two recordings down to one single track now here's the situation though before you do that let's just say that on uh, the person in Rhode Island, let's just say they had a bunch of noise, you know, a, a dog barking in the background every now and then. And there were times when this dog is barking where you're doing a lot of talking, but your co-host isn't. Well, before you mix it down to one track, you can actually go into their track and the spots where the barking is where you're actually talking, you can actually highlight all of those sections and don't delete it because it will shift the audio backwards. That would be a bad thing. So what you want to do is you want to highlight that section and then you want to go into the tool that allows you to silence that. Now, of course, I've got uh, tutorials at uh, podcastanswerman.com slash products and you can actually get a Audacity 101 or Audition 101 or even a GarageBand that talks about some of these things as well. Um, but anyway, Audacity and, and Audition, it's the easiest ones to kind of do the silencing and and you just silence that out and then you can mix it down. So that's personally what I would do. And then once it's all mixed down to one to where my audio and my co-host audio is on the same thing, then if I want to bring in music and, and other things, then I would bring that file in. Again, keeping everything as a WAV file so that you're not losing any of your original audio quality. <clears throat> then you can add your music into the front and to end of the show and post-production and uh, you're good to go. So... Uh, that personally is what I would do. Now he says, "P.S. We need a portable microphone. We're still use, or we're selling our Yeti uh, based uh, on uh, USB microphone based on your um, recommendation." I, you know, you can probably do some things. I've talked about how you can actually take a condenser microphone and try to make it sound better and stuff like that. But I do think you'll do better with a with a dynamic microphone. I I, I personally just believe that. Uh, hands down. And so I really like if if, if you want to go uh, pretty inexpensive, uh, but still have good quality microphone, I still like the Shure SM58 microphone. If you are going to record into software, which I, you know, I'm not a huge fan of it, but you know, I know people do it. Uh, then I would recommend either a small mixer. Uh, you can actually get a mixer for like 60 bucks. Um, and and bring in you know the microphone uh, or bring in the audio from the microphone using an XLR mic cable and then using the tape out CD slash tape out and bring that into the line in input of your computer or uh, for about 50 60 up to a hundred dollars uh, and, and maybe some are a little bit more you can get a little XLR to USB adapter and you can actually plug that Shure SM 58 microphone right into your X to your USB port. So that's an option as well. Of course, if you get some extra money and you want something that's going to sound even better, the Heil PR 40 microphone is out of this world. And uh, so that answers that question. I'll tell you what, um, I am going to wrap things up here and I want to let you know of a couple things. Again, uh, encourage those of you uh, that have not done so already, do check out learnhowtopodcast.com. 
Um, and also I want to encourage you if you have been thinking about doing a podcast and you want to get you're actually serious about it and it's about time I can't put it off any longer uh, you know I'm podcasting a to Z I it, it's, it's what I do it's 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 my favorite thing to do is to teach large groups of people how to podcast taking them from step a and taking them all the way through the completion of getting their podcast successfully launched and there's so much more if you haven't done so do me a favor go to podcasting a to z.com podcasting a to z.com and watch the video read all of the materials there and if you want to participate in my november class please let me know either click the buy now button on the site or email me cliff at podcast again that's cliff at podcast And if you sign up for my mailing list, I can give you a discount code for $99 off. All right. And if you want to do that, just go to podcastanswerman.com slash mailing list and then email me and say, hey, Cliff, I signed up for your mailing list. Can I get the discount code for podcasting A to Z? I would love to have you in my November class. In fact, I've already got one person signed up and uh, I need to get busy this week starting to market that to, uh, to everybody else. So I would love to have you in the course if you can uh, make it happen. All right, my friends, that's going to do it. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Podcast Answer Man. I want to let you know that uh, my production schedule is a little bit messed up right now because I didn't get an episode out to you last week and I am recording this on Monday, October 10th. I'm going to go ahead and put this podcast out, uh, which means that don't expect another episode this Friday. Uh, It's just not going to happen, but I'll record another episode next week and it might actually go out on Friday and get me back on the Friday schedule, but ah, we'll get it all worked out. Thank you guys for tuning in. And uh, again, if you do want to podcast, if you do want to vote for some of the podcasts that I have over at gspn.tv that have been nominated, um, you know, again, go to podcastanswerman.com slash mailing list. I'll be sending out the emails there. All right, that's it. I'm done. I'll be back soon. Until next time, my friends, I encourage you to... Uh, Take your podcast to the next level.